0: There was a certain rich man who had a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. St. Luke gives us a story of Christ that ought to chill us down to our bones. Our handy missiles will help us understand the gospel of today. And if we forgot it at home, the shrine graciously provides copies of the propers of the Mass at the vestibule area. In short, the gospel spoke of an unjust steward charged with having wasted his master's goods makes friends for himself with the help of the goods the master had entrusted to his care, that after his disgrace, there might be those who would receive him into our houses. Imagine yourself being given care of a car by your very best friend who's going on a trip, the car being, let's say, the very rare DeLorean DMC 12. And instead of caring for that one-of-a-kind vehicle, you took it out for a road trip to the present. A very long road trip that you wore out the car's brake pads, busted its shock absorbers, didn't change the oil, and and only putting regular unleaded instead of premium gasoline not even doing anything to restore the car back to its pristine state. Your friend returns from his trip and says, like the master in the gospel, How is it that I hear of this? Give an account of thy stewardship, for now thou canst be a steward no longer. After that road trip, you are in deep trouble. Now that we somewhat know what the unjust steward of the gospel must be feeling at that moment, let us try to pull some lessons that we must learn from this intriguing passage in Holy Scripture. There are so many from this specific one of this Sunday, and so let us learn from some of them. The parable in the first place refers to temporal goods. Everything belongs to God and more or less of it it is entrusted to our hands. But it is given to us by God to help us live a happy life and to show good feeling, a blissful frame of mind, and joy to others. We are also stewards this is the goal the Lord has set before us while on this earth. We ought to see that the goods flow from our hands and into the hands of others. We know that all the goods are more or less common property and that many have worked at these goods. How reasonable it is therefore if we further the good and satisfaction of others with our goods. Also. We can use all this for our own benefits. The Lord has provided us with much grace and many gifts. He has given us a position and a vocation, all of us. He has given us a share of the earth and of culture wherever we were born in. Everything is available to be ours, so to speak. The work of ages, the progress of history the prophets and the saints and the Lord himself he is ours also here at the mass but dear faithful we are not his if we do not conquer ourselves for him it depends on our free will our energy our interest and endeavor to see that we ourselves and all we have belong to Him. It is our initiative that everything of ours and all becomes the property of the Lord. Stewardship is our life. Our aim therefore, dear faithful, is not to possess this or that, not to possess much or little, but to be faithful in what we have. Therefore, the substance of life is the frame of mind and disposition, good disposition, not property, not rights or donations. Remember then in the gospel when the steward, the unjust steward, having still some influence over his owner's debtors, as you know that the owner, the master that he disobeyed, asked him to be steward of many things, of many negotiations and many Contacts that the master had. Therefore, he still had some influence, like the middleman of some sort. The steward here works with the passion of self preservation so as to assure his life. We have to throw ourselves into our stewardship with care, with interest, with zeal and energy. We have carefully to tend our soul. To work at it so that its feedings should be better, should be nobler. To destroy the worms and break down the thorns that separate us from other human beings and God eventually. Not only to do more good quantitatively, but to do good more in value and consciousness. God gave us a conscience. Let's use it. We have to take up the causes of our Lord. His interests are the interests of the kingdom of God, of faith, of morals, of truth and kindness. Kindness especially, they are the interests and the cause of souls and of the church. These we have to notice with the instinct of self-preservation. Without this, The sons of light are shamed by the followers of darkness. Christ says, the children of this world are wiser in their generation than the children of light, supposedly us. And I say to you, Christ, make unto you friends of the mammon of iniquity, that when you shall fail, they may receive you into everlasting dwellings. Jesus said that. He exhorts that the children of light not to be less sharp in providing for eternal interests than the children of darkness are insuring themselves with the goods of this earth. We have received from God our natural gifts, our talents, and more particularly, our supernatural gifts and all the graces holy inspirations and promptings to do good which god has bestowed upon us the hour for rendering an account will come for us too all of us and we have to admit that we have often been unfaithful in taking care of the gifts of our god in making the treasures of grace be more fruitful in our soul We must then pay our debts to God by charity toward our neighbor. The easiest thing to do. For sacred scripture tells us, charity covereth a multitude of sins. Charity, nothing else. And that's what fuels the absolution from the priest to you. The charity of God absolves your sins. This does not mean material charity alone, no, that is only a fraction of that, but also spiritual charity and not in great things, but in the little ones, such as a glass of water given for the love of God, a sandwich that you are about to eat, but someone else is hungry. These little acts of charity which are always within our power, are the riches by which we pay our debts and put in order our stewardship. To love our neighbor does not mean merely to wish him well. No, not at all. But also to do him all the good that is in our power to do. St. Francis de Sales, teaches us that charitable acts which are done to our neighbor for God's sake are the most perfect of all because they refer to him alone and the good services which we offer to those we love because of some personal affection are less worthy imagine doing good because of your friend that you're already in good terms with him but imagine to do good to a stranger that is even more meritorious This is so because of the satisfaction you find in them, which is what usually prompts them rather than the love of God. Therefore, purify your intentions when you give an act of charity to one another. Let us learn then the valuable lesson for Sunday. It is made clear to us that in this world, everything belongs to God, but that we have been entrusted with the stewardship of the goods of the Lord either to use them or to give them thanks according to our needs or to distribute them to our fellow man according to their need. We also learned that it is not lawful to misuse indiscriminately the means that we have been charged to us or to claim the right to extravagant expense or display. That is not correct for we must render an account of our stewardship to the Lord when he comes. Our Lord challenged us by saying, make unto you friends of the mammon of iniquity, that when you shall fail, they may receive you into everlasting dwellings. Again, wealth is called money of iniquity because it could be the fruit of injustice. Far from being evil in itself, it has a useful role in our moral lives just as it has in the social life everything depends upon the use that is made of it that's why it's called the root of evil make unto you therefore friends meaning the poor from the mammon of iniquity that when you have given your resources for the needs of the poor and spent it all they may receive you into everlasting dwellings. That is, our friends will obtain our salvation since they are the same poor whom Christ, the eternal rewarder, will confess that he has himself received the kindness of our love for our fellow man. The poor themselves do not therefore receive us, but they receive us through him. Who is given to eat in them through the good works of our faith and our obedience in his eternal kingdom so let us be faithful dear faithful of our stewardship to god and aim to obtain the true and everlasting treasure which is the kingdom of god we can obtain it if we serve god in humility of heart to know our place in the church and in the mildness of spirit. We are the church that is being taught. We are not the magisterium. The magisterium teaches us, even us priests. Therefore, let us all be docile to the Holy Ghost and to Holy Mother Church. This is the only way. The prideful who have no need of God and others are thus Disqualified, being so full of themselves, they cannot fill themselves with God's grace and therefore cannot obtain the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, Christ said. No one can obtain the kingdom of heaven who is not a fit and faithful steward of the things that were entrusted to him by God in this world. This gospel of today, of the unjust steward, is indeed difficult to understand. But if we are still perplexed, as maybe some of us are, then simply listen to these last few words. Let us imitate the prudence of of this unjust steward, the prudence, but not his unfaithfulness. Let us imitate his cunning, but not his wickedness. As he was skilled in injuring others by his evil deeds, so must we be prepared in knowledge that is salutary, instructed and armed with all prudence. Having on us the breastplate of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, the shield of justice, by means of which we, and extinguish all the fiery darts of the most wicked one. For the unclean spirits whom the Lord calls the children of this world, who are the children of darkness, are oftentimes more prudent than the children of light, us, whom God, who is light, has called to be his children by adoption, being born again through the mysteries of the heavenly baptism. So then, dear faithful, let us strive and continue to be children of light. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.